Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Woke Societies. I am Scott, the host of Woke Societies. And guys, I am super excited to do this episode today. I can't even tell you the things that I've been researching, the information that I've been getting from other people that have been helping me. It is absolutely encouraging to see what I have found and what we're going to be talking about. All we're going to be talking about today is what Q mentioned as Project Looking Glass. And I didn't realize the significance of this Q drop until I really dug deep and started researching exactly what Project Looking Glass is and what it entails for us as humans and our future as a human race. And guys, I know we do a lot about politics. We do a lot about deep state. This, what we're going to be talking about today is exciting to me because there is a broader picture of what's going on in our world. And doing this episode is going to give me an opportunity to finally talk about some really good, they're going to sound like crazy things, but we're going to be talking about UFO technology. Um, we're going to be talking about humans being able to use their minds to pretty much self-project and go into time back and forth and being able to predict future events and outcomes and we're going to be we're going to be diving into all, a lot of a lot of stuff that some of you guys may not have ever even heard of or even thought about before so i'm asking you guys to keep an open mind about what i'm going to discuss today because a lot some of it's going to sound at like it's part of a movie that's just it's just to being honest but guys this this information that i have researched it's as true it's as true as I believe it and I cannot wait to dive into it so again keep an open mind about what I'm going to be talking about today and prepare for your minds to be blown away because this is it's gonna be good I have I have some excerpts of what we're going to talk about what exactly project lasting is the history of it and video a video of an insider that worked for the military industrial complex that worked on project looking glass itself and his experience working with for working for his his uproots and then what they were telling him to do and why this was so important and why it's so important to humanity as to what this is this wasn't this wasn't just a random cue drop as we all know they're never random this was dropped into our plates to re, onto our plates to research it and to get this information out cuz i never heard about this project before until q dropped it and guys it's it's it just made me so happy and just basically encouraged me um, as to why I did this channel, why I'm getting into this stuff, and why I'm telling other people all about the stuff that I'm learning. So before I start, always do my shameless plug. Subscribe to my channel, please. Hit the like button. Share it. Tell all your friends and family about this. This one's going to take some faith that they're not red-pilled yet, but I, I believe a lot of ones that are watching this episode, the, this channel already, you are red-pilled. So prepare to gain more knowledge. Prepare to further open your mind up to what's going on in the world and prepare for your minds to be blown because it's going to be crazy. So first thing, obviously, let's take a look. This was dropped, what, four days ago, November 11th. And the title of the drop, it was 3585, Acun routes through DOD server, which we know was a Department of Defense server because we figured out the 11.11.18 was actually an IP address to a government server. So we know Q is obviously military. It's confirmed. 
this was a military, they're linked to a military computer, but it, that's not the important part of this post. They posted here, project looking glass with a question mark going forward in order to look back. And guys, what does Q say all the time? Future proves past. How many, that, that phrase has come up multiple times in what Q has talked about. So before I jump into exactly what Project Looking Glass is, I just want to get some mis, um, misconceptions out. Project Looking Glass isn't some like ancient alien artifact that you can hold or, you know, it's not some artifact that gives you special abilities to go back and forth in time. Uh, there's another word for it. I'm going to run into it at some point. Remote view. That remote viewing is what Project Looking Glass, it's what, it's what it is. It's not time travel, and it's not some amulet that you can hold on to that gives you special abilities to go back and forth. But we're going to get into that. But I just, from researching it and seeing some of the stuff on the mainstream, not too much of it, but what a lot of people have been saying, this isn't a time travel device. So I just want to get that out of the way now. So I'm going to read some uh, this from this article, and we're going to go back and forth between a lot of things here. So hang in tight, guys, all the way to the end. It's going to be worth it. So Project Looking Glass, time lensing technology used to look into the past and future. The following is a compilation of testimony provided by two prominent whistleblowers, Dan Burrish and Bill Hamilton, discussing the Looking Glass project. There is a wealth of information available regarding this topic and it is probably one of the more well-known black budget time travel projects with the exception of the Montauk project. Now, I, I know it just said time travel project. Just, just hang in there, guys. Some of, the, some of what I view as the truth about what it is does not necessarily line up with the article sometimes, but it, either way, this information is good. I initially became aware of the project via David Wilcock in his presentation, The 2012 Enigma. In the video, Wilcock discusses how the looking glass device apparently resembles what is depicted in the film Contact starring Jodie Foster. Since that time, I have seen a huge number of subtle disclosures within movies, TV, and even video games using similar symbolic elements to suggest time manipulation in some way. I wrote an article analyzing one such example of this in the TV series Once Upon a Time. Wilcock, per insiders he has been in contact with, claims the device works much like the penile gland in the human body, which is able to create a highly coherent energy vortex or torsion field under certain conditions, allowing an individual to receive information by non-physical means. This is essentially describing the ability to remote view, wherein an individual can become a cognizant of objects or locations using mind clearing techniques and theta states of consciousness. Now that is a lot of what I, that's a lot to digest there. So this is essentially saying, guys, that this, this looking glass is a way for people that are trained psychics able to remote view and pick a point in time using meditation and raising their consciousness and going to that point in time and seeing what that timeline looks like. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of what time is. There's a lot of misconceptions out there in mainstream science right now about exactly what time is. And it's basically all wrong. Right now, mainstream science thinks time is linear, and it's not. Time is three-dimensional, essentially. And there's multiple timelines going on at all times. So let's get let's keep reading. 
Let's see, where we left. Okay, so the skill developed via mental discipline, which enables the practitioner to observe events or locations in any space or time, even in alternative timelines, with the assistance of a trigger, it was called a conductor. The Stargate Project was a DIA-funded government program that operated for over 35 years in secret until being declassified in 1995. The film Men Who Stare at Goats was loosely based on this program. And guys, it's funny because, just a side note, Everyone knows what Stargate SG-1 is, um, these movies with psychics being able to project, being able to see future events, past events, um, Back to the Future is another movie. Um, there's a lot of movie, oh, um, what's the big one on Netflix now? Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a perfect example of what this technology is about, opening portals with minds. It's it's funny disclosure staring all, all of this in their in, in our faces and it's and it's like the deep state's laughing at us because they know all these secrets they know they're using this technology. So I want to go to a video real quick of David Wilcock just briefly talking about uh, this this information and how humans came about to acquire this information. Let's take a watch. That helps you get to a point in yourself where you can see that the chair is a psychic amplifier. That's what it does. The chair's function is that it takes your natural, innate psychic function and makes it vastly more powerful. Oh, the Philadelphia experiment uh, was uh, the result of the testing of high-energy arc welding on the creation of very large battleships by the U.S. Navy in World War II uh, surrounding Norfolk Naval Air Force Base, which I used to be right near in Virginia Beach. What they found was that when you got this, uh, this high energy, this was the highest arc welding ever done, like a big bolt of lightning. And it pinched time space into space time. So you get this black hole in the room. And then actually they were having tools disappear. So the tools never came back and they realized there's something here we can use and they actually designed it into something that they put on the ship in the hopes that the ship would be able to be invisible like the tools became invisible. What they didn't realize is that they were going to jump from one place to another and it had a devastating effect on the crew. Anyway, uh, I don't want to spend all of our time just going through this old material, so we're going to get back to the chair, we're going to get back to the point that they could actually create a wormhole with the chair, with the psychics exercising their consciousness in the chair. They had help from, apparently, ETs from Sirius in designing the chair. And the chair allowed them to send people through time. There were multiple wavelengths that the chair cranked out on graph paper. Okay, Some of those wavelengths were corresponding to a natural 20-year harmonic in the Earth's vibration. And that 20-year harmonic, as it turns out, if people were moving through time, which is one of the things they found they could do, is send people through time, this wave would tell you exactly where you were in time, depending on where up and down it was. So what they found that was so bizarre was that at December 21st, 2012, they could calculate it down to the day, that's how precise this was, that for some reason all the graphs, all the waves would go into a complete flat line. They no longer moved up and down like before. They went flat for like seven or eight seconds. So then they're asking the guys that went through these stargates and were traveling into the future, what happened to you? Every single time that somebody tried to hit 2012, they said the same thing. There was this thing they called the bump. It actually hits you like a bump. You actually feel like you've slammed into something. 
And as soon as it slams into you, you have the most incredible religious experience you can imagine. Cosmic consciousness. Your consciousness just blasts into this wonderful place where you have awareness of no space, no time. All knowledge is available to you. Ecstatic God consciousness. You could be the galaxy. You could be a subatomic particle. You can go everywhere, do everything, and there's no sense of it ever ending. So, so guys, I just want to break that down for you. So David Wilcox talking about this particular chair that essentially boosts your psychic abilities to be able to, to, re, to remote view into space and actually open up wormholes and stargates and able, you're able to actually go in and out of space to look, to look at events in different timelines. This is what he's referring to. It's called the Montauk chair, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. But this chair that he's talking about, where did this chair come from? This chair was ET technology from Downcraft, and we believe it that it was part, it was the first one was down in Roswell, down in the 60s. And we're going to get into that as well because we're going to mention Bob Lazar in just a moment. But he's talking about a chair that boosts your cognitive abilities, your psychic abilities. You're able to use this chair to go back and forth to look at timelines, future events, past events, and they, the very smart people were able to connect this up to computers and was actually able to graph where exactly the dates and time of where these people went, all these trained psychics. There was more than just one that was able, they were able to do this. So, and we're going to get into the 2012 event in just a moment as well. There's a lot here, guys, but it's so, it's so good. But he's talking about how they ran into this wall um, at 2012, and we're going to get into that. So let's keep, let's keep, um, Let's keep going into the article here. Many whistleblowers have said the program was not actually shut down, just classified into deep black. One of the most well-known examples of remote viewing was the view of the rings of Jupiter prior to NASA's Pioneer 10 flyby. Initially, the result was considered a total failure as at the time no rings had ever been observed. But after the Pioneer flyby, all involved were shocked to discover a small ring confirming the viewer's observations. The looking glass technology was apparently used to look backward and forward in time using the consciousness of an operator as a type of steering mechanism. The operator would sit in a chair that was apparently recovered from a downed extra extraterrestrial craft capable of interfacing with consciousness directly. When the device was turned on, strong pterygial fields of energy cycled about, about a pouch of water at the center, which acted as a, as a sort of resonator for in-streaming energies from the point of focus maintained by the operator. The data was collected and projected onto video monitors at incredible speed, which later needed to be de-interlaced to reveal discernible images. So guys, people are always talking about UFOs and how, how do they move at breakneck speeds? How do they move underwater? Where do they, they move at the speed of light? This is the technology, guys, that ETs use in their UFOs. There, there's no steering mechanism. There's no jet propulsion. That technology is, is of the dinosaurs. It's, it's extinct compared to what these ETs are using. They use their consciousness to control these crafts, and they're able to move at the, at the speed of light. But when they got this chair... It was obviously not in the uh, in the craft anymore. It was brought into whatever base that they were located at, most likely Roswell at the time. And they used this chair for psychics to do the same exact thing, but not inside of a craft. They use, humans use their minds to go in and out of this time space. Super interesting. 
But what's interesting is that the biases of the operator would have a direct effect on the images collected. For example, if one were to look back to the times Jesus' crucifixion, if the person doing so was an atheist, they may not see anything at all. But, the, but if the person was a Christian, they may, they may see the infamous crucifixion event. Uh, event. This is suggestive of a time-space mechanic in the universe wherein the human mind is able to navigate through time itself. The work of Dewey B. Larson and his reciprocal systems theory provides the basis for this interpretation. Now let's just talk about Dewey B. Larson real quick. I did some digging on this, on this guy, and he's an awesome man. And the reason why I want to just read something from his autobiography, um, it's, it's just very important. He was the one that came up with this reciprocal system, um, which we're going to break down in just a moment after I read this. But when I think, when I hear of scientists, I was hoping that he wasn't of the mainstream science, which feeds us lies and constant garbage about really what's going on in the world. And I just wanted to highlight some of the things that he said about why he came up with this theory in the direction he came, he went. About 20 years ago, Dr. James B. Conan, at the time president of Harvard University, gave a talk to a group of chemists and chemical executives in which he expressed serious concern over the effect on scientific progress that was likely to result from the virtual disappearance of what he called the uncommitted investigators, a term which he applied to those individuals who carry on scientific research work on their own, on their own initiative, without support from, from or direction by the established research agencies. As Dr. Conant put it, these individuals can investigate what they pleased, when they pleased, or break off research at any point. They were as free as the wind because they had no program except the ever-changing one in their own minds. Not dictated by um, college, college research groups, corporations, anybody that has money and agendas. This was pure science. Let's find out exactly what this is. Working on their own, on their free will. The reason for this, for his concern, Dr. Conan explained, was that although the great majority of new discoveries in the scientific field are made by professional scientists, working under the auspices of universities or research laboratories, the really revolutionary ideas, those that actually change the course of scientific progress, have come mainly from the freewheeling activities of these uncommitted investigators, and if such individuals are no longer active, there is no assurance that these much-needed ideas, ideas will continue to materialize. And it was funny, guys, because when I put in Dewey here into a Google search, the first thing that comes up is Rational Wikipedia. And all it does is trash Dewey's research. The, the, it's like the second or third one down because I was trying to figure out what this reciprocal system, system was, the theory, so I could later tell you guys what it is. And all it is is, is just articles completely trashing all of his research. And... We all know, guys, what Google puts up first is the agenda where they want to steer you. And I just thought that was very interesting. But a reason why I bring this up is because this Dr. Dewey was his own mind. It was his own research. There was no other corporate, you know, backing by it. There was no agenda except of his own curiosity. And that's why I want to bring it up. This is what, because this is what he was working on. So let's go back here. So this is the theory that do, uh, Dewey B. Larson made up, the reciprocal systems. I don't understand every aspect of it, guys, so just hang in there with me as I read this. Briefly, the universe, as described by Larson, is broken up into two physical regions, as defined by motion. Below the speed of light, motion operates in three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. 
above the speed of light motion operates in one dimension of space and three dimensions of time. As bizarre that sounds, the mind is uniquely equipped to navigate in time, which is able to access memories of the past, gain awareness of events in the present, conceive of future possibilities, and even imagine alternative events that did not actually happen. In other words, the human mind can select a point of focus, just like in remote viewing, and receive information from the store of memories made during experience. If a mind is properly trained, it can be used to access, access non-experiential data in the same way one can recall a memory. And that data is projected to the computer, and those computers make up images, and they, give, they spit out data of when, where the psychic went to and what he saw. Accordingly to the testimony of Burrish, the technology was provided to the human race during Sumerian times when an advanced contingent of future humans went back in time and provided that culture assistance after a cataclysm known as the Deluge. The Sumerian cylinder seals were encoded with plans to build the looking glass device. And guys, this whole thing on the Sumerians, I know a lot of information on it, but it's a whole different topic. These are the ones with the elongated skulls that Dave Wilcock talks about and also what mainstream science has also tried to hit, hide from us about the Sumerians and the, the elongated skull people and the ancient technology that they were trying to give humans at the time. So this is just reinforcing what Dr. What Dewey was talking about as far as to how humans can do this. And again, if you look on Google, anything with Dewey with his research is trashed online right now because I looked it up myself. An attempt was made to look into the future, but no concrete data was able to be received past the infamous date of December 21st, 2012, suggesting that this date is a nexus point in time whereby either timeline one or time one or or timeline two would gain momentum. On last report, Burr suggested that the timeline number one, the positive timeline, had an over 80% likelihood of coming to fruition. Given that we are nearly three years beyond the 2012 date and no major cataclysms have occurred, we are most likely well entrenched in the positive timeline. This is undoubtedly one of the major intriguing topics in Awakening Times, which seems to be well hidden in popular works of fiction. So guys, what I want to bring up, why this is so important. We already know, we already know the deep state, the cabal, whoever, they had access to this, to this um, technology way before us normal people, the good guys, whatever you want to say it, had, had in their possession. The deep state obviously was using this technology to get a one-up to change the course of history to the timeline that they want. And right now, guys, to give you some positive reinforcement, timeline one is the timeline we are on now. If you guys remember, um, I remember growing up, uh, I don't know how old I was. This is 2012, so you're talking, what, seven years ago? So I was uh, young 20s at the time. Still crazy. Still crazy time in my life, but everyone was talking about the Mayans and how the world was going to come an end, come to an end December 21st, 2012. It's what their calendar predicted. It's what a lot of other cultures predicted. That would be a cataclysmic event, but guess what? We're all still here. But what was going on is these psychics were all having the same experience. They could not get past December 21st, 2012. They all ran into that spiritual experience that David Wilcock was just talking about. So that's important. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. To stick around, you guys, because we're going to get to the insider talking about what he was describing, what he was seeing, working with this technology himself. So let's see here. What do we got next? Got that. All right. So this is an article from exopolitics.org. 
Uh, this is this is Dr. Michael Sala's uh, webpage. We're going to get into um, the more UFO information on Project Looking Glass. So hang in there with me, guys. This is going to get really good. The first public reference to Project Looking Glass came from the legendary UFO whistleblower Bob Lazar back when he first emerged into the public realm in 1989, when he identified it as one of the classified projects run out of the S-4 facility at Area 51. In an interview, Lazar replied to a question about the project as follows. Wasn't there something about Looking Glass project, Looking Glass? Yeah, that was later on when we started getting into the heavy physics of it because gravity distorts space and time and what they were trying to do. And I say, look back in time. And some people conjure up images of, time, of a time tunnel. They're looking at distorting time in microseconds to see whatever event they were trying to observe through a gravitational lens. So that was a different project they were dealing they were dealing with that. But that was essentially playing with gravity and distorting time. Among these was Preston Nichols, who worked on this project as well, who was involved in a classified project called the Montauk that was first publicly revealed in his 1992 book, The Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, also what David Wilcock was just describing in the video we just saw. Nichols explained that the Montauk Project ran from 71 to 83 at Montauk Air Station, Long Island, New York and involved many human subjects in bizarre military experiments. Some of these experiments involved humans being trained to use extraterrestrial technology, such as a chair that significantly enhanced psychic abilities so one can do extraordinary things like distorting or warping time to look into the past or future. Nichols explained what happened when the psychic Duncan Cameron sat in the Montauk chair, and this is what he saw. Duncan would start out sitting in the chair, then the transmitter would be turned on. His mind would be blank and clear. He would then be directed to, to concentrate on an opening in time from, say, 1980, which was the current time, to 1990. At this point, a hole or time portal would appear right in the center of the Delta T antenna. You could walk through the portal from 1980 to 1990. That sounds like a Stargate, doesn't it? There was an opening that you could look into. It looks like a circular corridor with the light at the other end. The time door would remain as long as Duncan would concentrate on 1990 and 1980. Basically, physics were placed in the Montauk chair and were, in this way, able to peer into different historical periods to gain information of interest to their military intelligence handlers. There was a lot more to Montauk than merely viewing the past and the future, as suggested by Nicole's reference to being able to walk through the time portal. A recent documentary called The Montauk Chronicles describes the many bizarre experiments that occurred there and the first-hand testimonies of many participants, the majority of whom were terribly abused. In fact, thousands of children were involuntarily pulled from the streets and were lost or killed after being sent through the time portals, which is terrible. Let's continue reading. In a 1964 television interview, George Van Tassel, who claimed to have, to have had Physical contact with human-looking extraterrestrials says they showed him technology that could be used to view a visual scene from any historical time period which the U.S. Navy had in its possession. Van Tassel says that the, the technology was quick, quickly classified by the Navy and the inventor was forced to work for it. The time travel slash viewing technology described by Van Tassel in his 1964 interview is very similar to what was decades later described by Lazar as Project Looking Glass, which he said was also run by the U.S. Navy. Our military had this technology, guys, back in the 60s. Just think about that. And where did we get it? We got it from extraterrestrials from downcraft. This isn't made up, guys. This is this is this is real life. This is gonna take a leap of faith that this is new for you guys. I've known about this stuff for a while, but again, this has given me an opportunity to, because Q posted about it 
is giving me the opportunity to dive into this realm, which is fantastic. If we accept the testimonies of, of Lazar, Nichols, Van Tassel, and others, then it is clear that the U.S. military intelligence community has been conducting Project Looking Glass since at least the early 60s. Returning to Q's November 11 post, is Q suggesting that the military intelligence community is using Project Looking Glass technology against the deep state? And they absolutely are. What does Q say all the time? Future proves past. And why do you think the deep state is trying so hard to, to get to get rid of Q, the mainstream trashing them? Why does Q always say we have it all? Guys, I believe Q has, has access to this technology and has been using it. Why do they always say mathematically impossible in some of their posts, the timing of their posts? It would seem impossible, right? But if they have some kind of technology like this, it's, it doesn't seem so impossible. It explains it. It explains it how they do it. And they're not, Q's not me keeping it a secret. It's out there. They're letting the deep state know, like, yo, we're using this technology too that you, you were using against all of humanity the entire time. Awesome stuff. Let's keep going. In the book, Father, this is um, the first time I think Project Looking Glass ever, had ever come up. So in the book, Father or Nanny's Chronovisor, the creation and disappearance of the world's first time machine, Peter Krasa investigates Ernani's amazing discovery. He explains how the technology was turned over to the Vatican hierarchy, first given to the Vatican, which in turn passed it on to the CIA. It's worth emphasizing that that the then chief of the CIA counterintelligence division, James Jesus Angleton, handled both the Vatican and the Israeli desk during his long service from 54 to 75. The CIA developed chronovisor technology for the control group running extraterrestrial-related projects, Majestic 12, one of their principal arms of the deep state. Given that the CIA is the key agency for raising black budget funds for the entire, entire military-industrial complex, it would have been easy to siphon off sufficient funds to conduct its own project, Looking Glass Project. Indeed, this is precisely what occurred, according to Andrew Basagio, a practicing attorney who says he was involved in a project Pegasus from 67 to 71 as a six-year-old. He says that the chronovisor developed by Father Ernetti was refined by the CIA in collaboration with and then the advanced research projects. Basagio claims that in 1970, he and other Project Pegasus child participants visited various classified facilities hosting chronovisors. In the fall of 1970, the children in my group first began ac accessing past and future events via third and fourth dimensional Ernetti Gemelli chronovisor situated at the General Manufacturing Company in Convent Station, New Jersey. A public auditorium under construction in Morristown, New Jersey, and the ITT Defense Communications Facility in Nutley, New Jersey. So the conclusion is that we are not just witnessing an information war between Q slash military intelligence and Trump admin and the deep state CIA Majestic 12, but also a temporal war. Q's reference to the Project Looking Glass invites members of the Patriot Movement to dive deep into the highly classified world of time-distorting technologies and their connection to visiting extraterrestrial life. Crazy stuff, guys. This, this, what is going on is just more than what's going on in the physical. This is a spiritual war that's happening in dimensions that we cannot see. And I believe Q has this technology now and is using it against the deep state. And the deep state knows they're screwed. But the biggest thing I want you guys to think about in just a moment is that 2012 timeline. 
why did all those psychics when they got to that timeline all experience a religious spiritual experience that they've never felt before the minds thought it was the end of the world a lot of civilizations thought it was the signaling of a huge cataclysmic event but we're all still here so what happened what happened in 2012 we're going to look at it in just a moment hang in there this was looking at the the technicalities the logistics what this device was made of i'm not going to get into all of it i'm going to link all this in the description below so you guys can read it there's a lot of stuff that i'm not um, versed in i guess you could say is the technology and the physics of all this but i'm just going to give you just a quick couple paragraphs about what this technology was so the machine can't actually see the future. It accelerates the current time and looks at the potential potentialities it sees. The real problem with such machines is they, they, they don't see the future the way a camera would. Rather, they feel it like a hand and the machine often changes the future it sees. If Project, if Project Looking Glass did see September 11th, then there is a very possibility that it actually made it happen. It's not surprising the CIA is afraid of it. The heart of the device is a machine called the tra transitor or time, time transitor. It does not work by looking to the future directly. The theory says that this is actually impossible because time is not a dimension. A lot of what I'll say later will seem to contradict this even though it doesn't. It is simpler to regard time as an abstract, abstract concept that doesn't actually exist in reality but does make it much easier for us to understand. Transi transitor theory changes a lot of other physics. Multiverses become impossible because they lose energy into, other, into each other and merge into one. And we keep going and going and going. Um, so guys, pretty much this is something I'm going to give you guys to read on your own. It talks about what the device is made of. Kind of talks about how you can make it yourself, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Not exactly what I, the main um, point I'm trying to bring home to you guys. So I'm going to bring you guys now to the insider um, that I found here. Thanks to my buddy Sean at California. Send me this video. And I've timestamped to the points where I, I want you guys to watch it. This video was posted by Iron Belly. Hit, hit, him, hit him for a subscribe. This is huge. Um, I got four points I'm going to timestamp and show you guys. So this man here was taken in by the military. I think it was the U.S. Army. I'm not too sure. But he was in the military industrial complex. And he was granted special access to these programs. So, to give you a background about him, he, the, the top, top, top dogs in the military complex at the time, you gotta think, were corrupt. The CIA had their hands all over this, and they were able to use that technology. And again, guys, this Project Looking Glass was able to see into future events. They were able to hook it up to this computer, and it was able to spit out probabilities of timelines of what would happen in our future. So the problem was, they got to a certain point where the computer, no matter what changes were made, if this event happened, this event happened, it was becoming more and more apparent to the deep state that there is an 80% chance the timeline, the positive timeline, they call it timeline number one, is where us, the human race, is gonna, going to wake up to all the evil and we're gonna finally have our eyes open and we're gonna have this mass ascension event and we're all going to wake up and realize what this world is and we're going to take it back for ourselves. The deep state knew this was going to happen 
they employed this guy here to figure out how to thwart that from happening. To get it to go to the other timeline, which he's going to discuss. And this is what he was involved with. This was his job. So I'm going to give you guys four timestamps. This interview is 35 minutes on this video. The actual interview is almost two hours. I'll link this as well so you guys can watch the whole thing. I encourage you guys to watch the entire thing. It perfectly sums up what David Wilcock, Corey Good, the guys that woke me up, it perfectly ties together what they have been saying for years about the secret space programs and how where humanity is moving into a point where the lies and the stories and the illusions are finally going to break down and we're going to wake up. So let's start off with the first one. This is what he's talking about with the psychics running into the 2012 uh, wall. Here we go. No matter which choice we make. And that's important to the people that had access to Looking Glass because they would use Looking Glass knowing the choices that they would make and the future would pop up. Um, the big mistake was coming up with uh, the possibility of future. And when we started using a computer to say, well, if we make this choice, it's 79% possible that this scenario happens, and 23% possible or whatever, you know, I'm using round numbers, that this scenario would happen. Um, the understanding at the time was that was realistic. However, if you go down the road further and free will continues to exercise itself on this game, um, that 79% possibility sometimes changes very, very fast. But if you look at the situation in a point of time, it seems very realistic that that's the greatest possibility. Um, what happened was people, very smart people, began to figure out that something big was coming up. Something that made it so all the possibilities of all the future scenarios of any choice, <clears throat> any possibility that was fed in and observed through the looking glass inherently ended up in the same future. And no decision, no possibility changed past a certain point. Um, that's the big secret. Okay, so is that certainly <coughs> 2012 in your understanding? It's, it, it well coincides with December 21st, 2012. So at that point, all <coughs> possibilities lead to the same timelines. All possible timelines lead to the same basic set of history in the future. And what is that history to you? Did you know that or did you find that out? That is the big question. That is the big secret. That is what sends everybody that has all of the information that knows everything into a blind panic. <laughs> Listen to that, guys. The people that were in control of this technology were able to see what this future would look like. 
this 80 to 79%, 80% probability of what this timeline would look like. And you heard him say it scared them blind. This is the deep state, guys. This man was part of this. And I don't even know if Wilcock or him are connected, but you see the connections talking about that 2012 experience. You have different people. I don't even know if they are connected. I don't know if they know each other, but they're all saying the same thing. 2012 was December 21st, 2012 was an event that scared these people that knew what that future looks like. And this is the future of the deep state losing control and the people actually waking up. This is what he's talking about. So I'm going to scroll ahead here. Let's see, what do I got? I got it at 13. Let's take a watch. Uh, today, what that process is as opposed to back then. Um, but if I had to give it a name, I would say it's the awakening process. Awakening. It's an evolution of consciousness that cannot, will not, and no matter what decisions or possibilities are injected into the equation, eventually it all resolves down to us all learning the truth and becoming aware of this massive dam of lies that has been built that keep us from knowing massive volume of information that we should otherwise possess. Okay, well that's very, very uh, monumental to be told that from a pers person in your perspective um, who's had... You hear that, guys? The awakening, the great awakening, as Q says it. These aren't, these aren't coincidences, guys. These, these, no matter what, where you come from as far as political views, religious views, this is, this is what Q is essentially talking about. The dam of lies. All the lies we've been fed for so long. This 2012 event has led up to this where the deep state cannot win. They cannot win. And let's just go one more time to the last timestamp that I have on here. And let's do it right. You know what? I'll just play right into it. It's, it's all good stuff. Here we go. Had your background and your exposure. Um, is it your understanding that the notion that looking glass has been you know, that there are various looking glasses around the, the globe, supposedly, that according to Dan Burish were shut down. Is it your understanding they're actually not shut down? Um, <clears throat> I, I believe that they're shut down um, because they are all saying the same thing and they're, so it's like they're completely they're useless at this point. What you're saying. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's like the Wicked Witch, you know, looking into the, you know, magic mirror and always getting the same answer. Well, if you were always getting the exact opposite of the answer that you wanted, you'd stop talking to the mirror. And that's essentially what happened with Looking Glass, is no longer, not only did they not want people to use it anymore because they knew it was just going to burp out the same thing, uh, but at the same time, they didn't want anybody else to know what it was saying. I'm sure. Um, because that they would lose control. Because that, that information 
was of a monumental concern when I was in the military about how to prevent this inevitability. Now, at first, I thought it was end of the world. Now I see end of the world as end of their world. <laughs> end of their world. How awesome is that, guys? How awesome is that? So this is where I want to end the video, but I just want to leave this off with you guys because it was encouraging to me. The when Q says we have it all, this is truly what I believe they were talking about. Why well, we should have full confidence in what Q's talking about. And as this video goes on towards the end of it, he talks, he depicts an image of this this whole thing that's happening of two master chess players. And from his perspective, you have the good and the bad. And the bad, as he depicts it, the bad guy knows, the deep state knows they've lost. And usually when you're playing when you're playing chess, really good ones, they can tell how many moves they have left till they are completely done. And he says there are still moves left by the deep state to play. They're happening now. They're playing out now. They're getting more and more desperate by the day. But the good guys, they know exactly what they're doing. Who is Q, who's been on the Trump administration, all that. And it may even go past the Trump administration. It's not going to end there until we have full disclosure of what's going on. But this is talking about an event, guys, of us as human beings finally coming out of our amnesia. I always say we are, we are a species with amnesia. And I really believe that because we've been lied to for so long, hundreds of years, thousands of years as a species of what our history is, what we're actually capable of, the technologies that are being hidden from us. This is a perfect correlation of describing what's going to happen. And again, I remember the mainstream was telling 2012 is going to be the end of the world, end of the world. It's, it's definitely going to be the end of a world, but the bad guy's world, not the good guys. So keep that as an encouragement, guys, because this Q gave us this for a reason to dig deep into it. And I'm so happy that I did because it's just more encouraging to, for me to, get, to continue doing this channel, doing what I'm doing, and get this information out to everybody. This is probably one of the most important videos I've done so far. And it should be encouraging to all of you that Q has dropped this in our laps and brought this to light. And it should also be encouraging that Q has definitely, no doubt in my mind, has access to this technology and has been using it against the deep state that has been using it against us this entire time. The deep state is trying to get back on a timeline too, which he describes later on that he saw... He, he believes that Timeline 2 was a cat. It's a huge event on Earth, wiped out almost everybody, um, drove people underground, and left the few that, you know, the ones that couldn't get underground to fend for themselves on the surface. That's what Timeline 2 was looking like. But we're all still here. So, more encouragement, guys, that we're on the positive timeline into the ascension that we're all heading towards. And what Corey Good talks about as well, that our, our planet and where it is as far as it is in the universe going, shifting into a different energy in the solar system to bring us into um, another higher dimensional, higher dimensional beings where we'll be able to tell truth from fact within seconds. And no one can lie to us. No one can ever drag us back down to the point where we have been for centuries and decades. So with that, guys... Um, I hope you enjoyed this video. 
I had so much fun creating it. Thank you, Sean, for the, sending me some of this information. I will give you anyone credit at any time. This isn't just me doing this channel. I'm getting a lot of help. And I super, super thanks to all you guys that are out there in, um, supporting this channel. So subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about this. This might be a red pill for some of your friends and family. Who knows? You guys can message me anytime on Facebook, YouTube, drop a comment what you guys think, and all that good stuff. So until then, guys, stay woke.